Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Admit It, college ep- college admissions podcast hosted by Boise Bible College. My name is Sarah, and I am joined by Dr. Cody Christensen, who is the Dean of Students slash Vice President of Operations, uh, Roy Meyer, who is an admissions counselor, and the Student Services Assistant. Um, and also joined by Brawlin, who will be the admissions podcast host. Okay. Uh, Roy is new this year. Uh, he started uh, working for Boise Bible College in June. So um, might you introduce yourself a little bit, Roy? Explain your role, what you do here at the college. Yeah, so uh, my name is Roy Meyer, and I'm an alum from 2019. And I took on this role, like you said, back in June. And I'll be functioning as an admissions counselor. Um, it's a good focus, of course, to bring new students in, some fresh bodies, to uh, learn about the Bible and to uh, go out and impact the world. Uh, and then also, I'm kind of Cody's mini-me. I'm a student services assistant. So I'll be dealing with uh, uh, chapels and uh, organizing um, things with student leaders and some activities around campus and just really getting to know the, the student body and you know trying to make a difference. Cool. We're glad you're here. Thanks. Glad to be here. Um, <clears throat> so as we uh, begin, I'm going to hand it over to Brawlin to uh, walk through the questions that we have for you guys and through the podcast. Yeah, so just kind of as a bit of a review, um, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you should go and listen to it. We interviewed Dr. Voorhees, and it was great. It was a good time. Um, just kind of picked his brain on vision. Um, but I'm Brawlin, and so I'm going to be taking over the podcast for this semester and hosting the podcast and getting to interview some of the faculty here, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, but just as we kind of dive into this first question, Cody, if you don't mind kicking it off, why do you think the chapel is important in the life of student or staff slash faculty? Thanks, Brawlin, for the question, and also just having me on the podcast as well. In my role with Student Services Chapel, is it's a big deal, but it's a big deal in the respect that I always consider the chapel the fountainhead of culture mm. for campus. Mm. So chapel is the only time on campus where the whole BBC family can get together. Sometimes schedules don't yeah. allow for it. But if you look on our schedule, it's the only time that we get together. Everyone else has classes and work and all of that. So for us to be together in one place, we really need to spend a lot of time and focus on what we're looking for for that year. And so the vision for chapel, it's more than just that one time or one time of the day for twice a week, yeah. but it really is part of what we're looking at. What do we want as kind of culture for that year? So it really, in my mind, is really integral for the culture of BBC, not just sure. 
hey, just twice a week, we're going <laughs> to hang out and worship God. Yeah. Um, we do that, but it's part of a bigger vision that we have for campus for that year. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, what, what is the theme for chapel this year? I'm really glad you asked because the theme is, let me back up just a minute and give you a little bit of insight into the planning. Yeah. So we have a five-year cycle that we're looking at for the chapel theme. We took our vision and mission statement here at Boise Bible College to equip servant leaders who build up the church to advance the gospel worldwide. And then we broke that, those up into five different areas in that mission. So each year in consecutive order there, we take those topics on. And the idea is that if a student is here four or five years, they've cycled through that mm. vision and mission statement that we have here at Boise Bible College. Yeah. A lot of students, it's four years. Sometimes they have a fifth year senior <laughs> degree that comes sure. on and that would put them through the whole cycle there. Yep. This year, we're really back at the very beginning of glorifying God mm. and looking at uh, what that has in store for us. The theme, the theme this year ultimately is uproar. Mm. But when we were planning chapel, the idea of subversiveness was really a big point of the discussion and trying to figure that out. And subversive in its very nature is an effort or an activity that happens under the radar. It's subversive underneath. Yeah. But that is really hard to communicate and really to articulate in any way, shape, or form. Sure. And so in a lot of the research I was doing and in some of our chapel think tanks and all, uh, we decided to really focus not on the effort, at least for the theme of it, but on the effects of that. Yeah. And so Jesus really says, hey, you can't really see the spirit working, but you can see the effects. Yeah. And so when you take Paul and Silas's journey in Philippi in the book of Acts, and they're there, and if you remember, they come in and they find they're looking for a place of worship, and then they find some of the women outside the city, they run into Lydia, and then they run into this demon-possessed girl that is really kind of following them around and um, in many ways kind of taunting them, even yeah. with the truth. Yeah. They cast that demon out, and then the remark is that these men are Jews and they're throwing the city into an uproar. Mm. And so for me, that's what I wanted to focus on. So when we look at subversiveness, we're looking, if we do our daily tasks, even if they're small in these subversive ways, it yeah. can create a huge uproar mm. um, in the culture. And that's what we're wanting to look through the semester in chapel is what does this subversive work deal with? What's the subversive kingdom? Yeah. Um, what are some of the characters that wrestled with subversive nature? And then my goal in, would be that our students, faculty, staff, anyone that actually watches chapel, they will have some time to contemplate how their actions, their daily lives are subversive in nature Yeah, and what uproar they're creating in their city. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you for sharing. Um, and yeah. this could go towards you or Roy. Um, but 
kind of as we think about us in 2021 America and then Paul and Silas, I mean, in a very vague way, because we're going to be answering this question all semester, but what does it look like for us as Christians today to, to cause an uproar um, in a logistical way or a practical way? Like, how can we apply this to our lives? I believe that is a question that we are struggling with as a culture and specifically as a church mm. because, boy, specifically 2020, 2021, yeah. we have had a lot of uproar. Yeah. And I think that's where people focus on. They focus on the loudest, the most likes, the squeakiest wheel, mm. and we've had so many even in some ways in history there's small matters that keep getting hit the news cycle over and over again and, and ramp up and so when we think of creating a, an uproar as a Christian community mm. we immediately think about what can we do that will go viral what can we yeah, do that yeah. will get the most people on the corner screaming and yelling yeah. and when you go to scripture that is not mm what the gospel has in store sure and the gospel has in store for us to create an uproar it begins with very subversive acts that we do mm. and if you don't mind me just taking a little bit of length absolutely to talking just about i'll be speaking a little bit on this as i set the chapel theme yeah but one thing that is missing greatly in our culture and I think we all struggle with that, is space to obey God. Hmm. And as juvenile as that sounds, if you break the pieces apart to obedience, we are very lacking hmm. in that. Hmm. Because the very first thing for obedience is you have to hear. Hmm. You have to have ears that are open and not just listen, but they are hearing. And we have almost zero margin in our life to hear God. Yeah. And I think the objective rule of that is how much scripture intake are you taking on a daily basis? Mm. Even if we said, hey, you know what? Let's just tithe our time. Are you spending 10% yeah. the time on social media or other forms of entertainment that you are listening to God? Yeah. Because that listening then is going to really go into this phase of a wrestling yeah. of yeah. sorts. So in my mind, especially when it comes to wrestling with God, you know, Jacob on the Javit comes <laughs> to mind and I mean he's literally wrestling. Sure. But we do it all the time that we have the will of the power that needs submission and our own personal agendas mm. yeah. begin to come into conflict. Now, that's all you know, esoteric in nature sure. up until you're 10 minutes late for work and you jump in the vehicle and you begin to wrestle with I know the speed limit is 55 <laughs> but I'm 10 minutes late Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and so you're going to wrestle which one do I submit to this known law that has, has mm -hmm. already spoke am I going to listen am I going to submit or will I allow my personal agenda to take over yeah. And we all know what happens when your foot gets a little bit heavy and then you start looking and being more observant because you know <laughs> your personal agenda is winning over that which should. Yeah. And we don't have that, that chance to take the word of God and go, God, no, I, I don't want this. Yeah. 
you know, I, I know you're saying uh, to go left. I know you're saying to go to Boise Bible College. I know you're saying to, you know, talk to my friend, but I don't want to. Mm. And, and we don't have that space to wrestle with God. And I firmly believe that God is gracious enough to allow us to wrestle with him, yeah. which is a whole different intriguing thing. Mm. But from that, there has to be a submission to that and an obedience to that that word. So we have to listen, we have to struggle, oftentimes leading to a crisis of faith in some regards, yeah. to obedience. Mm-hmm. And so if we back that up to the very beginning of what we said, there's no margin to even hear the word of God. Right. So how can we struggle? How can we uh, submit? How can we obey? Yeah. And so your previous comment before I went on this tangent over here, how do we create an uproar as a church? Mm. It may start with taking 10 minutes a day Mm. to go into a quiet place and hear God. Yeah. And Mm. that one very simple, very subversive act creates a space for you to begin to hear God, to listen to him, to wrestle with your agenda and his will, leading to obedience Mm. and leading to you following in greater alliance with the footsteps of Jesus and also in just this daily operation of following him. Other people accuse you of creating an uproar. Yeah. That's really good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, this question is a little bit lighter. Probably won't won't be as in depth. Um, but this one's for both of you, so I'd like both your answers on it. But just as keeping the the theme of uproar for chapel in mind, are there any texts or topics you guys are really looking forward to um, for any particular week? Roy, I'll let you answer this one first. I'll come in second. How about that? Sounds good. <laughs> I mean, not to divulge any of the coming plan but there's some uh, there's some topics over characters um, mm. in the Bible that um, are going to be spoken on and, and a few of them have been ones that we're always familiar with there's um, just famous names in the Bible but I'm just looking forward to seeing how the different individual uh, preachers teachers professors that come in are going to to put their artistic bent on it and yeah. just guide everybody through it and see what God's going to speak through. Yeah. Yeah. I believe I'm right in step with Roy on this one because one of my, we focus on two books, one in the fall, one in the spring. Mm. And this year for this topic, we chose not to focus on a book of the Bible for the fall. We decided just to help students help us all to connect with some of the characters Mm. and just what I talked about that whole wrestling with the will of God I wanted to really explore that topic and not just for ourselves I think we can talk about it but it's always like okay that's fine but how do you do it what's going on and so we've just picked some characters throughout yeah. um, the scripture. So Noah, Abram, Moses, Ruth, David, Amos, Jonah, Esther, mm. Matthew, and Saul. Those are yeah. the ones. So through the whole Bible, different contexts, different situations with the goal of how did they adjust? Mm. How did they you know, really wrestle with God and what was the outcome and, and what were they doing in 
how can we get some encouragement from their life? And so I, I think it's going to be an interesting twist that mm. we don't look at when we look at those characters in yeah. Scripture. And really looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm excited for Esther. Mm. For um, I think the, the tag next to it was like advocate or advocating or something like that. Mm. And the you know the text that you always hear from Esther is the one where I think it's her uncle is like well you're here for just you know such as the time as this so mm. I'm really excited to see um, whoever talks on that topic or person um, what they have to say so. yeah yeah that's good that, that also leads right into the, the next question kind of uh, why do you think that Boise Bible College is here like for, for such a time as this If it's if the questions to me, I believe that now more than ever, Boise Bible College's mission to equip servant leaders, mm. whatever the context, but specifically who build the church up, mm. that love the church, want to monitor the health of the church, help them, and to advance the gospel worldwide. It mm. is now more important. It sure. is now more vital. We see, and if we just take the COVID season of the churches, mm. it's difficult. And yeah. even in the admissions office currently, we have some pastors in other countries that are almost you know, um, in a very heightened sense of we have to get people trained in this because COVID has really taken out some of our pastors. So yeah, where we yeah. thought we had a, a long lifespan for some of our pastors, COVID has taken it out. Yeah. And so we have that. We also have the graying of the pulpit, you know, where we have other ministers and pastors that are getting older and we need individuals that are they know scripture. They know the word of God, but yeah. they also know themselves and they are able to understand culture. Hmm. And those are the aspects that we focus on here at Boise Bible College. And it, it's so important. Yeah. And yeah. Even, even if you're not going into vocational ministry, those foundational classes of knowing yourself, knowing scripture, yeah. um, knowing other people, scripturally yeah. aware, socially aware, and um, and self-aware. Those yeah. three aspects are, are really huge. And sure. I'm not sure if Dr. Voorhees talked on that yeah. last week or not. Yeah, he did a little bit. And, and um, just kind of building off of that, and you kind of already answered this in some ways, but what would you maybe say then, knowing how vital Boise Bible College is and, and our mission, how vital that is for the church right now, to potential students that are looking at Boise Bible College, why is Boise Bible College a relevant option? It comes back to the question that I ask and talk to prospective people all the time. The schools that we have, the culture that we have, the biggest question on everyone's mind is, what will you do when you grow up? Mm. Yeah. And if you parse that back, it is all about career, it's about job, it's about money, yeah. and ultimately it's about identity. Mm. What job do you want to be identified with? What subgroup do you want to be identified with? Because yeah. what neighborhood will you be involved in? And what car will you drive? And, and at the very heart is that identity component. 
And I say specifically at Boise Bible College, we shift that not to what do you want to do when you grow up or what do you want to do in five years? Yeah. But who will you be mm. in five years? Mm-hmm. Because who you will be will always dictate what you do. Mm. And who you will be, we want you to know your identity is a child of God, mm. 100%. That you are formed in the image of God. He created you uniquely and creatively for this moment, for yeah. your generation. And that identity component is huge. Yeah. And that what you are, your character formation, leadership skills, knowing the Bible, all of that informs that question mm. of who you will be. Yeah. And in five years, whether you are specifically where we trained you to be, <laughs> I think the stats are like 70 or 80% of people that got educated in a major sure. don't have a job in their major. Yeah. That happens all the time because we learn and grow, but you will always know who you are and whose you are. Mm. And that's always a way more informative question than what you will do. Yeah. And I believe that prospective students, prospective parents, and even some churches and partners that we have still tend to, and myself included at times, what do you want to do? What is the value that you gain from BBC? What is the yeah. ROI? What's going on? Yeah. And you cannot measure self-awareness, character formation, leadership skills, biblical awareness, and cultural impact in dollars and cents. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for sharing that, and especially in just such a raw way. I appreciate that. Um, I think potential students that are listening will appreciate that too. Uh, but kind of bouncing to you, Roy, since you just started working here, why, why was Boise Bible College relevant or valuable maybe for you to to be a part of? Well, in my time here, I gathered a ton of tools from my toolbox, mm. and it's amazing what you'll pull out later on in ministry. After we, after I graduated, I went, you know, I just, I had a job for 13 years, and then all of a sudden, a church needed an associate pastor. I was like, well, that's what I went to school for. <laughs> and uh, I got inserted really quick, and it just, they just handed me the ministry right after the, the next guy stepped. There was about a week overlap, and in that time, there was a lot of crashing that happened, and it prepared me for that. Not every part of it was successful. Mm. Um, and so when you hear about like uh, the sub- subversive um, topic that we're going over, sometimes you do things that they don't seem big, mm. um, but they have significant impact. Yeah. And it's all behind the scenes. It's all the relationships that you're building with kids youth, adults, uh, uh, high schoolers turn into adults, adults who have been volunteering for ages and not sure what their what their purpose is, you get to pour it all of them. And those are all tools that I got to pull out and utilize in that ministry. And though it was pretty short, I gained so much practical mm. um, experience. And I really think uh, God for sending me to Boise Bible College where I could actually acquire those things. And so yeah. every student that's walking through these halls now and the ones that are getting ready to come that God has prepared to come here, I know he's going to impact the kingdom through them. Yeah. So that's why I'm so excited to be a part of this. Mm. Thanks for sharing that, really. Yeah. Um, I just want to be able to thank you guys for being a part of this today and being a part of the podcast uh, and hand it back over to Sarah as we close. Yeah. Thank you guys uh, for sharing your thoughts um, your wisdom and about this next chapel year, um, the vision for that and student life. So, um, 
yeah tune in next week uh for another podcast and hope you have a great day